Welcome to Cyberspin, the podcast that brings you expert insights to today's hot topics in cybersecurity, privacy, and compliance for highly regulated industries. Subscribe to Cyberspin on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred podcast platform, and a transcript of each episode can be found at redspin.com. Hello, I'm Lauren Frickle, and you're listening to Cyberspin. On this episode, we're going to talk through the second lesson Redspin learned while preparing, going through, and reflecting on its CMMC Level 3 assessment. If you're new here, Redspin needed to undergo its own CMMC Level 3 assessment in order to become an authorized C3PAO. So this second lesson learned is practice and process readiness. And back to talk about practice and process readiness is Dr. Thomas Graham, Redspin's CISO, and Tony Bunger, CMMC Provisional Assessor here at Redspin. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm interested to hear all about this practice and process readiness lesson, as I hope it helps other organizations seeking certification get through their level one or level three CMMC assessment. So Thomas, welcome back to Cyberspin, and please get us started with this second lesson. Oh, may as well get the the party rolling. So not a four-letter word, but in many folks' minds, it's probably very much akin to it, and that's our favorite SSP, our system security plan. A lot of folks that go through CMMC assessment are probably just seeing this type of document and the level of granularity that's that's required for the first time. Uh, isn't that right, Tony? Yes, and that's correct. And some of you who have gone through the, the, uh, the DOD assessment, self-assessment using NIST SP 800-171, um, you'll see there's a big difference here with respect to the SSP. When it comes to CMMC in that SSP, all your practices must be marked as implemented. So you must go through and have 100% compliance with every practice. You cannot have any NA practices unless you have a detailed rationale to actually annotate that as, as, as non-applicable. You got to have a clearly marked diagram depicting your in and out of scope zones for the CMMC assessment as well. Um, so basically, um, this SSP is what the assessors re rely on to understand your environment and how you are set up to protect CUI. Yeah, that, that's absolutely correct. And as you go through the SSP, definitely, definitely pay attention to, to what you're marking in there because that's going to be your, your blueprint, your game plan on when you go through assessment, this is going to be what your questions are asked about. It's going to be identifying who the folks are going to talk to. And that kind of leads us into our, our second point, Tony, which is responsibility matrix, because I know myself, uh, I've seen them in the past. I, I've heard, heard of them, but as we were standing up our own enclave, this was something that we had to uh, go back and review several times just so we under we understood and made sure it was matching up to what we say in our SSP as well as what it's saying in our top level policies and procedures. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and really the responsibility trace traceability matrix follows on for that SSP and, and vice versa. Um, it's highly recommended that you have your subject matter expert for each practice assigned and document it in that responsibility traceability matrix. As you mentioned, Thomas, the assessors will use this responsibility traceability matrix along with the SSP to identify who they would want to interview. Keeping in mind that the SMEs aren't just your, your IT security administrative, registrator, 
or you, Thomas, like the CISO in the cybersecurity department. So it's it's going to include other folks, non-IT folks, um, like your your chief financial officer or your your human resources individual, uh, your vice president of marketing, your facilities managers, and so forth. They all need to be identified in this responsibility traceability matrix. And I highly recommend that you include every practice and every process for each domain of the CMMC model and have someone assigned for each one. Also recommend um, having an alternate assigned as well. Yeah, the, the alternate's always a good point because, you know, it's always the when you win the lottery scenario and you wind up, you know, you're leaving for Bora Bora the next day. Who, who is, you know, now going to be responsible for doing this? And the responsibility matrix kind of sets that up and it goes hand in hand with those policies and procedures because, as you mentioned, the CMMC assessment is isn't just a security function. It is an organization function because you are being assessed on the maturity of your processes, your procedures, and your overall program in order to protect the CUI. So for example, it wouldn't really make sense for your director of information technology or director of information services or whatever the terminology you have in your organization is to sign off on a personnel security policy. Uh, and, and the reason being is because most of those items in, I won't say 100%, I'll say 98% of organizations fall to to your HR folks. So why would the director of IT sign off on a policy, let alone procedures for personnel security when they're not even responsible for performing it? Exactly. And, and uh, you, you kind of led us into the next area, which the third area, which is you, you need to be sure if you're going through an assessment that you have a completed set of policies and procedures. And what does that really mean, completed set of policies and procedures? Thomas, you hit on some of those is to ensure that in all your policies that you have identified those roles or responsibilities and they flow down to these individual procedures. The individual procedures, that's something you really need to understand. It's not just a top level a procedure that governs your entire organization saying, as an organization, we are going to require multi-factor authentication on all of our login. That's great. However, you have to go a step further. Your functional level procedures now need to show, okay, here's how we're ensuring that is enabled and enforced for any new user that we bring on as well as our, our current users. And that I know trips up a lot of folks as well because you know, just think about an organization such as ourselves, Tony. You know, we, we have Microsoft and then we've expanded this out to our, our entire operations. But you have, you know, Microsoft, you may have Salesforce component, you may have, you know, some third party audio conferencing software. All of those need to be taken into account, especially those items that are going to touch in some way, shape or form CUI for maturity level three, because I can guarantee you when an assessor is going through things for access control or, or authorizations, and simply saying that we're doing this and this is what we require isn't going to cut it. You're going to have to show the proper artifact identifying, okay, here's how we do it when so-and-so goes and moves to the beach and doesn't even call us to say goodbye. That's a very good point. And, and the, uh, the the assessors, when we were going through the CMMC assessment, they continuously told us, and, and me as an assessor as well, this is the way I look at the procedures too, is, is if I read those procedures, and as you said, I'm assuming that the, the SME, the SME is down at the beach. If I read those procedures and I don't understand how to accomplish that task, that those procedures were not complete. And that's something that, that can trip up a lot of 
organizations when it comes to incomplete procedures. And I get this question a lot that I, I'm always asked, well, how deep should we go? Well, that's not the question you should be asking. You should be asking the SME, is this the step-by-step -step task that you have to accomplish to come to that end result, to the same end result? And if you did go to the beach and you handed it over to your colleague, can that colleague come to that same final product after going through that step-by-step step -step process. Here is a good exercise to perform to ensure you've got it that way. Take the procedure, have the CEO try to do it, because generally your CEO is the furthest away from your, your functional level. So if they're able to take that information and perform the step, you know you've got procedures how you need it. Great, and yeah, and so you're leading us into the fourth major area, which is what I call ensuring that you can walk your talk. Right, so what we found out through our assessment, the assessors had us go walk them through our talk, our talk or the procedures, right? Our procedures say, we will do this. This is how we do this. And so they had us open up. These were live demonstrations um, that we had to, to show to them that we can actually go through each task, each step. And what they're looking at is, are you fumbling around within that application, right? You know, they had us go through our firewall. They look, seeing that this me uh, can't find this tab or that tab or know where to find that configuration, then doesn't matter how well written your procedures are, it just means that this person is not trained up to do his or her job. So they're looking at us to exhibit proficiency in our tasks based on those documented procedures. Yeah, you're correct, Tony, and you kind of alluded uh, to the most important thing to really understand about. CMMC, and, and that is, is it a new assessment program? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. However, 98% of the organizations that are going through it over the last few years in some way, shape, or form, they've already self-attest against the NIST requirements and, and, and DFAR. So all of those items that you're self-attesting against and saying, yes, we do this, then CMMC is just the point of where you, you should honestly look forward to because it's now validation on what you've been doing. CMMC, especially maturity level three, it, it only added two, two domains and a handful of additional practices in, in the other domain over and above what, what you've already been saying you've been doing. So for like Redspin, you know, this was completely new to us and, and we had to build it from the, the ground up. But if you're an organization that has has been doing this for a number of years and saying that you've been doing it. It honestly should be your Super Bowl because you've already done all the practices. You've already done the, the inner squad scrimmages. Now you, you go out, you've done the preparation and, and let's go, let's go get that cup, you know? Absolutely agree. So basically, uh, you know, you just got to go out and prove it now. And that's, that's basically what the assessment is all about is proving that you actually can manage your cybersecurity program when it comes to complying with CMMC in a proactive way. So um, I think we need to wrap it up here. We're, we're running out of time. Um, and, you know, in summary, um, make sure you've got a, that completed SSP. Uh, make sure you've got a well-defined um, responsibility traceability matrix. Have a completed set of policies and procedures. Ensure those procedures are step-by-step. -step. And the fourth area is walk your talk. Make sure that you, everyone is proficient enough to prove that they actually can accomplish those set of procedures. Definitely. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us at, at redspin.com. We would love to 
to have a conversation with you. And until next time. Okay, and there is CMMC Level 3, Lessons Learned Number 2 from an authorized C3PAO. Just to re-highlight, this lesson dove into making sure your SSP is completed, having a complete responsibility matrix, making sure your policies and procedures are all in line and in check, and making sure everyone can walk their talk. Check out our other lessons learned in this series, CMMC Level 3, Four Lessons Learned from an authorized C3PAO on Redspin.com's podcast page. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast. Thanks for listening.